So if you ever go to Spain on this particular day, on the feast of Corpus Christi, you'll find that they celebrate it in a very magnificent, very majestic, and very beautiful way. What they have first is, of course, they have the procession of the Blessed Sacrament throughout the streets. And the remonstrance, which is made of this beautiful golden material, is on kind of like a mini float, probably the size of this altar. And there are wheels on it, and they're pushing it through the street. But the monstrance is underneath this sort of canopy made of precious metal, almost like the pillars in St. Peter's Basilica, this canopy covering the monstrance. And on top of this mini float, there are literally thousands of flower petals. But what's really unique is that not only do they process the monstrance through the streets, many of the streets are lined with what are known as floral carpets. What a floral carpet is, is basically this artistic or sacred designs on the concrete, on the streets. But they're literally made from tens of thousands of flower petals. And they go on for meters, maybe even kilometers. And so why do they have these floral carpets? What they're doing is that they're lining the path for the procession. They're decorating the path for the King of Kings, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, as he processes through the streets. Now this is beautiful and is wonderful, but when you think about it, nobody in their right mind would do the same thing for bread from Safeway. Right? You don't, you, people don't line on the streets, you, know, you don't line for hours on your knees in the bakery. When you leave Safeway, there's not floral carpets as you walk out. Why? Because it's just bread. But we do that in Spain. We do that here. Why? Because it's not just bread. It is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is here. The Son of God is here. So today we celebrate this beautiful feast, Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Jesus. And it's instituted by the Pope in the 13th century. And he instituted it because of the waning belief of the people in the Eucharist, of the real presence of God. And in some ways it's not unlike our times. As I've mentioned before, seven out of ten Catholics don't believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. Like I mentioned before, it's like saying seven out of ten Albertans don't like Alberta beef. <laughs> or seven out of ten native Calgarians like the Oilers. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. And so for Catholics, what is essential to our faith is that Jesus is present in the Eucharist. This institute remind us that the Eucharist is Jesus. And Jesus is God. And therefore, the Eucharist is truly God present among us. Not a symbol, not a metaphor, but a reality here and now. And so, my dear first communicants, today you're receiving a very special gift. A gift you will receive unlike any other. This awesome mystery 
when God begins to dwell in your heart in a special way. And I've talked a lot about the theological and biblical understanding of the Mass, how the Mass is heaven on earth, and how the Mass represents the sacrifice of Jesus again. But today, I want to focus on our devotion to the Eucharist and how we are to receive it with great love. And so the advice that I received from my mentor priest about how to celebrate Mass, I give to you and to everyone here. He told me when I was before I was ordained, celebrate each Mass like it's your first, your last, and your only Mass. And so today I invite you to receive communion today like it is your first time, your last time, and your only time. So what do we mean when we say to receive communion like it's your first time? I remember right after I was ordained by the bishop at the cathedral. And I was there, standing behind him. And for the first time, I was celebrating Mass. And I remember sticking out my hand, and I remember saying those words. This is my body. And it hit me that these aren't just words for me anymore. This is a reality. And I, the, I realized the weight of what I was doing. I realized the awesome mystery. And it's my whole journey I've been pre preparing for this first moment. And so when we speak of what does it mean to receive communion for the first time, it means that the mindset and the preparation that you put into today for the first time is amazing and it's good. But we shouldn't just do it for the first time. We should do it for every time. Because we are participating in this awesome mystery. And at the same time, too, when we speak of First Communion, it implies a certain thing as well, too, that this moment didn't have to be, because it wasn't done before. In a way, there was a lack, and now there is a fulfillment. And in other words, this moment is a gift. And all of us know this profoundly, particularly through the pandemic. And for three months, many of you did not receive communion. It was very painful for me to see as a father. It's like seeing your children starve. But you probably remember that first Mass you came back to, receiving communion again, as if for the first time. And you, re you receive with such great love, because you realize that this moment was a gift. And that is what it means to receive communion the first time. What does it mean to receive communion as if it were your last time? You imagine today, if today was your last chance to live, how would you spend it? Many of you would spend it with the people you love, appreciate every moment, love more deeply, hug more tightly. But imagine if today was the last communion of your last day. How much faith, devotion, and love would you have? You know, I, I see, I literally give people communion, their last communion. I give communion to dying people. And I can see in their eyes, in their heart, this yearning, this desire, because they know that this might be literally their last communion. The National Catholic Register was 
talking about this doctor who um, was giving communion to a colleague who was in the ICU. And when he gave communion to this doctor who was sick, this man began weeping. He said, you have no idea how much this means to me. This is the most important thing I could ever want. This is my golden wish. The love that he had receiving communion. But do we receive communion with that same intensity, with that same love, as if it were our last time? That's what it means to receive as if it was our last time, with this intensity. What does it mean to receive communion as if it was our only time? You see, the only time is very similar to the first and to last, because really, if it's your only time, it's your first, but it's also your last time. But it's different, because only implies that, because the first time implies that there's something going to happen after. And the last implies that there are many instances before. Whereas the only time means you got one chance. That's it. No more. If you knew you were going to receive communion like that, how would you receive differently? I've talked about many times Cardinal Nguyen Van Thuan, who was imprisoned for 13 years in Vietnam. And nine of those years were in solitary confinement in a space probably the size of this altar. But in that moment, he was still able to love his captors, converted many of them through love, and he came out of that experience stronger. How? How did he do that? Of course, with faith, but I hadn't mentioned this before. He wasn't able to receive, he had to leave everything when he was in prison, but he was able to write a letter to those he loved about what he needed. And so he wrote a letter, and he said, I need wine for my stomach ache. And to everyone who knew that he was speaking in code, this is what they did was they gave him wine, and they hid hosts in a flashlight so that it wouldn't be ruined from humidity. And so what he did was he would celebrate Mass secretly. After the lights were out at 9.30 a.m., he would celebrate Mass on his hand. Three drops of wine, one drop of water. He said, this is my altar. This is my cathedral. He said, those masses were some of his most beautiful masses he's ever celebrated. He's been to Rome and celebrated Mass in the Basilica. He says, this is one of the most beautiful masses I've ever celebrated. Why? Because he celebrated each Mass like it was his only Mass. He didn't know if he was going to be taken away, if his Mass items would be taken away, if he was going to be put to death. And so he celebrated each Mass like it was his only Mass. And so if you were dying, what would be the only thing you asked for? Would you ask for Jesus in the Eucharist? God in the Eucharist. And so today, I pray that we not only line the streets with petals of flowers, but let us line the streets of our hearts with petals of faith, hope, and love for the King of Kings. Let us be reminded that the Eucharist is not a symbol or a metaphor, but a reality of God present among us.
the God of the universe who could not bear to be separated from his children, that he sent his Son to dwell in our hearts, to be with us forever. Let us appreciate and reverence this mystery more and more. You know, in China, they celebrate Mass in their homes in secret. And if they're caught, they're tortured so that they could find out where the priest is. These people risk their lives for the Eucharist. But here we worship freely and openly, yet sometimes people still turn away. And so my dear family, especially my dear children, receiving for the first time, don't let this be your last and your only time. But when we gather together each week, let us receive the Eucharist with great love and devotion, as if it were our first time, our last time, and our only time.